everybody, and welcome back for episode 47 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. We are so glad that you have decided to join us on the Path. Um, you are joining us today for the season finale of season three oh, of the Path goodness. Podcast. Yes. Crazy to believe that we're at the end of it here, but um, we'll talk about that a little bit more here in a few minutes. But um, Derek, yesterday you preached through... Again, I think we said this last week, but another really weird story Mm -hmm. in the book of Judges. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you could uh, recap that for us a little bit and then help us to understand what is the what's the thing, even in such a crazy story, what's the thing that we can hold on to moving forward to um, help us grow in our faith, um, even though we it doesn't necessarily just jump off the page and say, here's Mm -hmm. the thing right here. So help us understand. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and we're looking at chapter 11 and 12. It's Jephthah mm-hmm. um, that um, became Israel's leader. Yeah. Um, there there are parallels here to Abimelech, which was yeah. uh, this is a continuation of what you walked us through the week before, right? Yeah. This just, it's just um, the, the spiral yeah. has continually spiraled out of control. Right. Of this cycle of God's people doing what was evil on the side of the Lord, uh, God uh, pulling his hand uh, away from them, allowing uh, what they were already moving towards to be accurate and you know, and, and yeah. the consequence of all that. Um, they cry out, and he hears them, uh, yeah. until like, they are so far removed when they cry out, as you talked about last week. Yeah, God's like... He, I mean, here's some, uh, but it's, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then where we where we get now is just really God is silent. Yeah. Deafening, deafeningly so mm-hmm. in this um, situation with Jephthah. There is no voice of God, mm-hmm. uh, very little acknowledgement of God. Yeah. Uh, and people taking things into their own hands as a result. So, you know, the question we ask is what happens when God no longer speaks? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even trying to wrestle through that question initially, and you, you kind of talked with me about it as well, we, we were able to think about it. You know, should we have said, you know, <clears throat> what happens when we no longer hear God's voice? But the fact of the matter is that they were calling on God. They were assuming things about God uh, they did things in the name of God and God never spoke yeah number one to tell them nope that's not accurate nope that's wrong yeah. you know right but he also um, you know the only thing we see is that um, God the spirit of God came on Jephthah when it was needed mm-hmm. to accomplish this yeah. uh, task you know to, to right. free his his people from the Ammonites, but it, it never talks about, and, and God spoke through a prophet, or yeah. God told them he was going to do this. It's just kind of like, y'all already going down that road. You're my people. I'm gracious and kind. Yeah. I'm going to deliver you, even yeah. though I'm kind of silent now right. and just do, done with it. Do you think that there's some? Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put too many human attributes onto God, but do you think there's some? amount of that where God's trying to prove his point that you know like in chapter 10 he had said um, no I'm not I'm not helping you anymore because you got you guys have gone too far I'm, I'm done with this and then 
do you think that the people maybe presumed on God? Well, okay, I know you said that, God, but you've always saved us before. Mm-hmm. So we'll just, you know, we'll continue doing our thing, and we'll ask you to do your thing. Do you think Do you think there's there could be some of that to that? I definitely think the silence is intentional. Sure. Um, yeah. The way I would liken it is like to parenting, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, God is... Yeah. I mean, these are the God's divine parent yeah. children. He's, right. He's their parent. He's our parent. You know, so, um, but, you know, sometimes the most effective thing that I can do to my child is mm-hmm. not like a spanking or not like take just their device away. It's kind of like, um, you know, go to your room, think about what you've done. Yeah. Don't come and talk to me. I don't want to hear it right now. You know, and. Right. Or, you know, for me growing up, it was that seeing that disappointment in my parents' eyes. It was like, man, I really messed up. Yeah. And and it brought remorse. Right. Yeah, it brought, yeah, I wanted, I didn't like that. Yeah. And so I wanted to repair that relationship. So I think in some ways God allows this silence in hopes that it would bring his people back to him. You know, yeah. I mean, these are his people. These are his covenant people. Right. They're they're doing whatever they want, you know. Uh yeah. they're they're worshiping all the gods, yeah. you know. They are um assuming things upon God mm-hmm. that they know to be true about these other gods. Mm, yeah. You know, so um and God uses silence a lot, you know. We right. see you know um, the intertestamental or intertestament period. Mm-hmm. You know between you know the last um, verse in the Old Testament and and whenever that was, you know four hundred plus years. Yeah, uh, we we see that with um, uh, the people of Israel in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a four hundred years of of silence, basically silence. Yeah. So God uses that in order to to draw his people back. Yeah. And and so yeah, I do think I mean not to ascribe God, you know, human attributes, but I do right. think that that he uses his silence. Um there because some things happen when God no longer speaks, I mm-hmm. think. And yeah, for sure. I think you see it in the, these these uh chapters, but I think it correlates to our lives as well. And we said, you know, several of those um you know, when God no longer speaks, then we find our own solutions, right? Yeah. We we try to um, come up with our own ideas of what God would want or how it should be done or whatever. And so the the people of God mimicked what God had done in sure. other places. And they said, well, hey, this guy over here is like a really valiant warrior. Let's go to him. I mean, yeah. he's done a lot of, like, terrible things. And that's how we know he's a good warrior. But mm-hmm. let's go see, like, if that can apply to him rescuing and maybe God will put his hand on him or whatever they because they didn't know God any longer because they confused God and uh, uh, and really you know uh, been synchristic with their Mm -hmm. religious practices and all that means is that they just added God into all the other things right right? so Mm -hmm. or added all the other things to God however you want to look at it Mm -hmm. because they were like that they just assumed that oh this is how he's done in the past this is how we should do it Mm -hmm. and we find out they knew quite a bit about how God brought them out of Egypt and Mm -hmm. in the promised land Jephthah recounts that and so Jephthah this kind of unworthy person in any other Standing um, is lifted up as this leader by the people, and um, when needed, God just kind of says, "Okay, you know, yeah, uh, I'll I'll bless who you've raised up, 
he does that again in, in Saul, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think, too, that's, <clears throat> that's such a... Um, it's such an example of like the height of human arrogance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in that like oh we we know how to fix this yeah yeah like well, I mean we've seen it done before we can mm-hmm. we can do it and yeah. um, and I think we're, we're guilty of that today still that mm. oh yeah that oh, um, oh God you know I yeah I appreciate you offering help but I don't I don't need your help right mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm good I, I got this I can handle mm-hmm. what we're going through here and um, and I think you I think that's a that's a symptom of of how far away the people of God had gotten mm-hmm. from God mm-hmm. that um, that they they thought in their minds we don't well I mean he's not talking but we don't really need him anymore mm-hmm. so we can we can do our own thing here mm-hmm. yeah well and like you mentioned it as we were kind of discussing this in preparation you know it's kind of a minuscule example but it's a great example is that is it'd be like us going into a staff meeting mm. weekly and saying, "Okay, yeah. uh, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this," and yeah. now God, you bless that, yeah. right? Right. And just so you know, listening, and you know, <laughs> yeah, of course you know, right. That happens That's, in churches all the time, absolutely. And I, and it's happened in churches I've been have served on. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. happened in our staff meetings sometimes. I'm, I'm not trying to say somehow we're beyond that, but I do know that we've made a switch recently. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know what? Let's first call out to God and let God decide yeah, what. God, what do you want us to do? And then yeah. we'll do that, you yeah. know. And um, so, um, yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. You know, even even in church ministry or whatever. Right. You know, we we're like, well, this worked down the street at mm-hmm. such and such church. That's what we need to do. Yeah. But we're not such and such church, and God may want to move way differently here. And so God, in His divine providence, as we have been making prayerful switches in our own, like me personally, you mm-hmm. know, in our own lives, but then like even as a staff and some other situations and yeah. then um, some prayer ministries that God just led church members and deacons to start and just yeah. all this stuff kind of happening behind the scenes. God uses the book of Judges to bring like a, a mini revival into our church, yeah, yeah. which just seems ludicrous if you <laughs> right. think about it. Yeah, you know, these it crazy, would be the first place you'd think to These go, crazy yeah. stories, right. but these crazy stories are so crazy. They're so like a caricature yeah. that it, it it's kind of like uh, satire, mm-hmm. right? There's Satire is funny because satire is mostly true. <laughs> right, right. It's just like a little bit off. A twist, and, yeah. and that's kind of what's happening here is like, it's almost satirical to say this is happening, this is happening, and we're like, wait a second, that's not what God should be like. It's not, and right. it's like, no, 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 don't put that on God. Put yeah. that on His people. He's not like that. He's right. not speaking here. They're not even listening. They're just trying to find their own solutions, and we do the same thing. Sure, we do. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I think that the Book of Judges is a collection of the most extreme examples of what humanity does to itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and what we do to ourselves and you know obviously we're not raising a murderous warrior to our leader but we make dumb decisions like that yeah. a lot and um, and so I think that that's where you I think that's why I think that's why for me personally why I identify with or I connect with judges so much mm-hmm, that it's mm-hmm. like okay I, I get that I've not gone to that degree but you can see how the path would lead there if you yeah. continue down the path yeah yeah so. And it's interesting, and it's, it, you know, yes, it is, like, crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Some of, the, like, how God's people would do some of these things. But then you look, if you look at today, and, and sometimes it's a microcosm of some of these crazy stories, mm-hmm. but it's still there. It's oh, woven yeah. in. Without a doubt. Not just in his people, but just in our world in general. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, 
take a look for a moment at the leaders we raise up, you mm-hmm. know, that we vote into office. Yeah. Uh, and nobody's perfect. Nobody, Nobody is. No. And the first person that says they are is lying, so right. they're not perfect anymore. <laughs> so, um, but we do that. And we do that religious leaders, mm-hmm. and we do it, um, we exalt people above God. Yeah. And we look to people to, to save us or deliver us or whatever. And that is the whole point of Judges, mm-hmm. is that in this caricature, this satirical kind of presentation, I mean, it truly happened, but it's, it's still, you know, like satire. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we see that we cannot deliver ourselves. Right. Left to our own devices, we are our own worst enemies, mm-hmm. you said last week. We um, pervade uh, into the darkness in our own doings yeah, right we yeah. we um uh, it's like we're hooked up to a, a tow line that we can't untie and it's just pulling us faster and faster mm-hmm. and faster and faster down the hole left to ourselves yeah that's the point right um, mankind was never meant to be the deliverer for for us yeah christ is the deliverer mm-hmm. for us and he's a perfect deliverer yeah. you know and we see Though we don't see him explicitly in this passage, yeah. we see a glimpse of him in kind of this unfathomable, weird, you know, un, uh, unreal situation yeah. of uh, of um, Jephthah um, promising God that if he delivers him, he's going to sacrifice the first person he sees coming out of his house. Yeah, and uh, it ends up being his one and only child. Yeah. right, and in that terrible gut-wrenching scene in scripture Mm -hmm. juxtaposed to that we see um, a picture of a a sacrifice another gut-wrenching scene but for a different reason that 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 god gave his own son his one and only son uh to deliver us from us Mm -hmm. yeah um and so where Jephthah's daughter was unnecessarily sacrificed, yeah. there, there was a, a caveat in Mosaic law that yeah. Jephthah should have known, but they remember they didn't know God. Right. God was not speaking to them. They didn't even care. You know, the, the, he was a tack on. Yeah. Um, there was a, a caveat in Mosaic law that, that if you just paid a certain amount of money, you could get out of this type of yeah. vow that right. he had made. Yeah. But he didn't. But he didn't that. know that. Yeah. Um, and so this unnecessary sacrifice of his daughter, his one and only daughter, perpetuated his sinfulness mm-hmm. and his state of sinfulness. Uh, he died uh, after only ruling for six years, with no heir. Yeah. Which was, you know, in that horrible in that in that day, yeah. you know, um, your your. Um, you carried on in your line, yeah. you know, and so he ended, you know, in, right. in, in a lot of ways, figuratively, mm-hmm. mostly. Um, it, but in, in but in God's giving of His own Son, yeah. And and Jesus is God, but to understand sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Trinity, God gives us a sacrifice we didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. So that our sins could be forgiven. So you see this beautiful picture mm-hmm. um, of Christ 
throughout Scripture, and sometimes in the most unreal and stark, contrasting type of ways, yeah. to see that our best thinking leads us to the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. um, left to ourselves. But Christ can rescue us, redeem us, yeah. forgive us, and He loves us. And that's what we have to hold on to, you know, right. is that, um, you know, We are not perfect. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're meant to see that in the book of Judges. Yeah. We're meant to see ourselves. Right. Um, and we're meant to see that we need Jesus to cover it and yeah. be the once and for all deliverer of us. Right. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's been so beneficial to me and hopefully to others through this, um, through this first half of the book of Judges is that... Um, you know, you didn't start this with this series, but we, it's been a focus through this series is how we use this as a mirror. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you read a story like the story of Jephthah and him sacrificing his daughter unnecessarily and go, that doesn't apply to me. But um, if we are honest with ourselves and if we're honest with God, you look and see how to use your phrase, left our own devices, you could get there. Because the people of God, they're still the people of God when they're acting so sinfully. And um, and I think that that's, that's something that we need to remember, that, that there is mercy and grace in spite of our worst that we, that we have to offer. And, um, and, and what, what hope that we find there, what um, joy that we should find there that that God loves us in spite of us um, because of him he loves us because mm-hmm. he because he is God not because there's something innately in us that he looks at and says well okay I can work with that no there is nothing in Jason there's nothing in Derek there's nothing in anyone that God looks at and says that's worthy of that sacrifice God makes that sacrifice simply because he's God and he can and he wants to um, which I think is something that we we don't celebrate enough. <laughs> and I know that that's sort of a refrain that we use around here. It's one of our values that we want to be a celebratory people. But um, but we don't do it enough. And and even little things like that are things to celebrate, to, to cause us joy to stir up in us and, mm-hmm. and, um, and lead us to worship him all the more. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that... Um, you're right. Though the Bible is is meant to be a mirror, and um, what we see is that um, you know we people need God. Mm. People run from God. Yeah. People depend on their own selves, but they never but they never stop needing God. Right. And God never left. Right. God is the same yesterday, today, forever. Mm-hmm. You know, God was still there. He was gracious yeah. to deliver them from the Ammonites. Right. You know, when they said, "Hey, we're going to find our own leader. He's a good warrior. We're going to use him. Uh, we'll raise him up and do your thing, God." You know. You're right. And God, in His kindness and mercy, says, "I'll deliver you." Yeah. Though He never spoke. Right. But He did. He delivered. Um. So you're absolutely right. You know, uh, grace and mercy of our Lord 
is the most vibrant mm. when we understand how much we need it. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, someone asked me, you know, you know, uh, it's something I've thought about for a long time, but, you know, um, who's the furthest person from the hand of God, right? Mm. Well, I mean, number one, Isaiah, you know, in Isaiah it says, the hand of the Lord is not too short to save. Yeah. So I, I would say, um, as long as you got breath, you, you're not too far. Yeah. But if you're thinking about it from a human mindset, many people would say, well, maybe somebody on death row, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe somebody in prison worthy of uh, capital punishment yeah. because they have uh, they have committed a crime. Yeah. And I would say, no, I think they're probably closer. Mm. I mean, if you're looking in human terms. Sure. I mean, it's totally human terms, again. Yeah. Because um, once you get to death row, it's... It's obvious you've done some wrong things. That's it, man. Yeah. That's it. Is that you, if you're there rightly, I should say that because unfortunately I think sure. people have Justice been on death row. system is flawed. Yeah. That's right. But if you're there rightly, then you understand mm-hmm. you deserve to be there. Yeah. And so therefore, you are at the place of humility that require is required. Mm. Uh, and I would say the person that's too far in human terms from the Lord is the person does not realize there's something wrong with them. Right. Does not realize they need the Lord that much. Yeah. And uh, you, and and I'm not saying you're not a good person, you know? Right. Uh, I'm not saying you, you aren't, you know, because that oftentimes they are. Yeah. Um, And it's the people that say, well, I've never done that or I've never done that and Mm -hmm. I've lived an upright life and I've done, you know, I'm I'm better than so-and-so and and this person. Like I know, you know, the sins of the preacher. I know the sins of the priest or I know the sins of the the Christian. I know all these things and I know I've not done those things. And so they assume that receiving the mercy and grace of God is on this scale of balance of, you know, I've done enough good, not done enough bad, and there's no scale. Yeah. There's no scale. Right. If there was a scale, we'd all be doomed. Yeah, for real. There is yeah. no scale. Right. What What is, what happens, Jesus throws this, throws this scale out the window and says, it's me. Yeah. Mm. Trust me. Believe in me. Yeah. You need me. And so the person on death row Understands. Yeah. I need him, uh, or could understand that. Sure, pretty much. You know, not always do they do that, right? And thus, you know, could more easily be saved. I think, you know, from yeah. a, from a human standpoint, absolutely. Than the person that just is like, I'm a really good person. Sure. Well, and there's there's going to be a lot of not going to be. There are a lot of really nice people who are spending eternity in hell right mm-hmm. now. Um, because they were self-reliant, they were disobedient, they were uh, arrogant, and um, to to the point that they never responded positively to God. And mm-hmm. you know, um, and while that's tough to hear, it, it's the truth. That's what the Bible teaches us. And mm-hmm. so, I think that you're right. That um, you know, I've said before that it's not it's not hard to get someone saved. It's much more difficult to get someone lost. Mm-hmm. Because once you realize how lost you are. And you realize you need to be saved. To your point of the guy who's on death row, mm-hmm. potentially that they understand they've messed up, 
um, or potentially understand they've messed up. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, if you don't know that you're lost, if you don't know that you need grace, if you are blinded by your own self-reliance, then that's a difficult position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, we hope you have enjoyed Season 3 of uh, The Path Podcast as we've walked through several books of the Bible, uh, which has been exciting. Um, But we are going to take a a break for a little while through the summer. Um, We hope that you will enjoy your summer as well. We will be back uh, for Season 4. In September. Yeah, in September is when we will come back. So uh, enjoy Uh, The summer, if you are just joining in with us, take this time to go back and listen to the previous 46 episodes and catch up. And uh, we'd love to to see you back here in the fall. Um, We hope that that this is helpful for you. We hope that it helps you to understand a little bit better uh, the scriptures that we we look at on a weekly basis. Um, And um, we would love to hear from you. If there's anything that we can do to help you, the the email address is active all summer long. And so you can contact us at thepath at LaFayette1st dot life um, and so we'd love to hear from you at any time it doesn't have to be related to the podcast you can ask us any questions talk to us about anything we would love to help you uh, learn how to love Jesus a little better um, but until next time I am Jason I'm Derek and we hope that you will join us when we return to the path in the fall thanks and have a great day Thank you.